Good morning. This is Tommy Wynn with Scruffy City Stories. I'm hanging out with Joshua Peterson this morning. Good morning. How you doing, Tommy? It's doing, good to see you. Good to see you, man. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, we'll let you introduce yourself. Tell us in a few cents what you're doing and what you're up to. Awesome. Well, um, you already told them my name. My name is Joshua Peterson. I am uh, I'm the founding artistic director of River and Rail Theater Company a new professional theater company here in Knoxville. Um, and I've, uh, I'm an artist and uh, theater artist and have been for a long time, longer than I'd like to admit. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I also have a, a day job that I love. Uh, I'm the general manager of a, of a uh, tech company called Neighborhood Nerds. Fantastic, man. So well, what we do is we'll uh, get your personal story first, and then we'll dive into you know the projects that you're working on with River and Rail, and then we'll do a wrap-up where it's like word associations, it's rapid-fire questions. Okay. Yep. So, it's a little scary. Yeah, a little scary. So how'd you get to Knoxville? Let's start there. So my wonderful wife, Amelia, grew up here in Knoxville. Uh, she uh, went to Bearden, and uh, we... We got married here in Knoxville, and I've, of course, visited her family um, in our dating years here in Knoxville. Um, when we got married, we got married here in Knoxville, and then uh, we lived in New York City for three years or so together before we moved uh, here to Knoxville. We've been here two and a half years. Two and a half years. So we knew we didn't want to live. Mm -hmm, 2014. We knew we didn't want to live in New York forever. I'd been there six years when we left. Um, we also, at the time, were pregnant with our now two-year-old daughter, Penelope. That's incredible. That's incredible. So you started River and Rail here in the city, right? And I know we'll get into more of that, but like, is there a reason why Knoxville is where you guys decided to settle aside from, I guess, Amelia's family? So we, yeah, I mean, the family, of course, was a huge factor. Yeah. Uh, anytime you're having uh, children, we have two now, um, uh, being close to family is, uh, is uh, huge and is a lifesaver, literally. Um, but we we looked at a couple other cities. I'm from Dallas. Okay. Um, we, we thought about Austin. We thought about Charleston. Um, and Knoxville just kind of made sense. I, I, I knew when we moved here that I would like it. But I didn't know that I would love it. And I do. Um, and well, I'm sure we can talk about more about yep. Knoxville. But uh, um, it just felt like a cool... It felt like the right choice. Yeah. It just felt like the right yeah. choice. We visited several places. And... Um, Again, when we moved, we didn't know that we would maybe like, and we still don't know that we're going to be here for the rest of our lives. I mean, but it's but it's a whole lot more possible than when we arrived. I love um, that because we really have fallen in love with lots of things about yeah. where the city is right now. That's awesome. So you're married, kids, uh, mm -hmm. pets. Um, uh, yes, we have a lovely kitty cat, Clive, who we, we do really adore, but we are looking for a new home for him. You heard that here first. So, uh, <laughs> so you can contact me. Uh, I'm sure Tommy will post yeah. my, my email address. Um, yes. I, I have turned down many people that, uh, that have wanted him because I didn't think they were the right choices. The we're, right finding, we're finding, we would like to find a good new home for him. I love that. Having uh, our second child is, uh, is two weeks old. Two weeks old. Uh, and his name is? And his name is Elijah. He's Elijah. doing great. Uh, and the and there's just, uh, Penelope is two. Yes. Yep. And uh, there's just only so much uh, love and attention 
to go around, and so we, uh, we're looking for a, a good home for him. I can imagine. So what's something funny or interesting that uh, that's comes to mind about your time here in Knoxville? Either the last two and a half years or your times visiting with the Millius family? Um, I mean, when I think about Knoxville, I just love where downtown and all the old city and uh, Happy Holler. And I just love the downtown area. It just feels so vibrant. There's a, uh, and I've... I've I've visited my fair share of places and, and have lived in many places around the country and not every place feels like Knoxville feels right now. If there's a vibrancy and uh, that... It's like a glow. There's something, yeah. yeah. There's an intangible quality that, uh, that I think lots of people recognize and mention about the downtown area. Uh, we live uh, pretty close off of Magnolia. Um, and so that's, that's what I tell people uh, about Knoxville when I'm... Uh, to friends who don't live here. Of that. So what's something interesting about you that might surprise people? Um, I don't know. Je parle français. Je habité à Paris pendant deux ans. That's pretty good. I lived yeah. in Paris for a couple of years. A couple of years. Um, uh, was, what did you do I, I roughed it in yeah. Paris for two years. <laughs> I worked for a humanitarian aid uh, missions organization there. We taught, uh, uh, we did uh, lots of children's camps to North African immigrants wow. of uh, Paris and taught English, not English, excuse me, we taught, we didn't, we, they, they did want to learn English. Many people wanted us to teach them English, but we taught French um, to uh, North African immigrants in order to help them uh, make the transition from North Africa. Wow. Find jobs and do successful things in school and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty good. I did also get to travel a lot. I'm sure. And spend so it was two years, two years right? in Paris. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was. Uh, I was rewarded heavily yeah. for that. So, what's something you've done that you're super proud of? Um, I'm still relatively a new a new father, and I'm pretty proud of our my family. <laughs> uh, my wife and I um, have uh, are super blessed, and, yeah. uh, and being a dad is just so cool. It is. Uh, and uh, you know. That's uh, Penelope's two years old and Elijah's two weeks, so uh, it's pretty all-consuming right now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's that's just where my mind goes first. No, I love um, that. I love that, and that says a lot that that's that's where you're at too. Yeah, I know that when I, you know I'm proud of my three cats. Yeah, and <laughs> well, they're <laughs> just beautiful cats. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your personal story. We're gonna get into, I guess, River and Route today. So tell me a little bit about that. When did it get started? What it's about? Yeah, so when Amelia and I moved here, uh, so first off, Amelia and I, Amelia's a theatrical director, she has a degree in theater, I'm uh, an actor and producer, I have two degrees in theater, and we ran a small theater company in New York City um, called Firebone Theater that we didn't start, that some friends of mine started, and then when Amelia and I got married, we they ended up giving us, long story, they gave us the theater company, oh, wow. and Amelia and I ran it. Um, in New York City and produced a couple of shows, three, three shows, um, uh, in our time together in New York City. When we moved to Knoxville, I, I did think I would think about starting a theater. It was on my mind, but it was not at the forefront of my mind. At the forefront of my mind was paying off school debt and not living in New York City anymore and yes. not, not having all the expenses that come with that and buying our first home and having our first child. And um, um, so 
so we, when we got to Knoxville, the first thing that happened was pretty quickly, uh, I moved from serious light to love with the city. And uh, I just really dug it. Uh, Millie and I both uh, were welcomed uh, by the uh, community that she, some of whom she, she had known uh, when she lived here, when she grew up here, but others, new friends and things. And we, um, we loved, like I said, the vibrancy of, of the downtown area and everything that's happening. And, um, and, and that made me more likely and more, uh, I, was, I, I started thinking deeper about, hey, could we start a company here sooner than what I imagined? I, I went and visited, I saw lots and lots of theater in Knoxville, and Knoxville has a, um, not as a healthy as a theater community as what, what we'd like, and I think all the theater people would, would say that we want more, we want more, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of people here who love theater. Um, Clarence Brown does some excellent work, and there's a lot of really great community theaters. Um, uh, but I think there's a, there's a market, a need for more, uh, and I think there's a need for a difference. So I started thinking about that too. And then the other big thing that really changed my focus um, was in May, we got here in March of 2014. In May of 2014, my dad died. Um, he was 59, and it was a big surprise. And um, we all grieved, like yeah. you grieve, um, someone who passes away unexpectedly. Um, and my grief, my, my mindset changed. I got a glimpse of my own mortality. I think that happens when you, to everyone when you lose a parent. Close family death. Um, um, but uh, but the, whereas I had been ready to take our time, we're young, we're, we're not in a hurry, let's start a family. That kind of shifted into like, oh man, my dad's story, his life uh, ended, and, and in some ways it ended it, tragically, and some relationships were broken and things, and in that I was just like, man, I, I, think I'm, I think I'd really like to start something that could maybe, I just didn't feel like at the time I had started what I hoped to be my life's work. I'd done a lot of really fun things, um, but there was an urgency, an urgency was created that didn't exist before my dad passed away. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I began uh, almost unintentionally at first just to start talking about to other people um, and uh, friends that I met, different entrepreneurs about if I were to start a theater company, what would it look like? What does the city need? Um, and got connected to a lot of really good people pretty quickly and started taking a whole lot of morning coffee meetings here at Cabrew um, and other places. And eventually decided uh, to hire a consulting company uh, called Gridwell, and we did uh, uh, several sessions on uh, what they call their their identity uh, session. And we uh, through that came we talked about what the a company that we'd start would look like, and then um, they also uh, help us name and brand what is now River and Rail Theater Company. And a big part of, so a big part of that session was this idea that uh, River and Rail, we want to be about the city. Downtown Knoxville is built between the river and the railroad. That's one of the reasons we're named that. But also, I don't feel like the full diversity of our city attends theater or feels like theater has relevance to their lives. 
So River and Rails uh, short vision statement is relevant stories for diverse audiences. Um, I love that. And part of uh, the relevance, uh, I think, I think everyone's story has relevance. I think our city's collective stories have relevance. And I, I don't see a full breadth of diversity uh, racially, geographically, economically, educationally represented in, in the audiences or in the stories that I see on stages right now in, in Knoxville. And so we, we just wanted to increase that. That's so powerful. River and Rail is going to donate a ticket to the community through local nonprofit organizations for every ticket that we sell. And, uh, and we hope that that will do two things. One, provide access to theater, but also just grow an audience of theater goers and create a community of yeah. people who enjoyed sharing and hearing each other's stories. So you, you created River and Rail, and a lot of that came from, you know, you, 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 mentioned, you said it, you, you, know, you, look, you got a glimpse of your own mortality. Yeah. Of the passing of your father, yeah, and um, yeah, I think a lot of people relate to that. And so now you you come up with something really incredible, and it's a buy one give one model. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I haven't seen that before, not for theater. You know, I've seen Tom's; they do the shoes. I've uh -huh. seen Warby Parker; they do glasses. But I haven't seen it for art or theater. Well, that's, that's what I thought of when I when I had the idea. Yeah. Um, and strictly speaking. You know, the way that we brand our, our buy one, give one model is a little bit different. Our tickets are not double. Our ticket prices are not going to be more expensive because it's just a, a, it's a, it's a part of the, the core identity of us as a company. Mm -hmm. We as a company are going to donate a ticket for every one we sell. And certainly the, the patrons, the people who buy a ticket, are going to enable us to do that as, as well as with the sponsors. Um, that, that, that we find and that we've already found. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it, I, if you're going to start a new coffee company, you need to think about who is going to be your customer. You don't want to start it next door to a Starbucks. <laughs> and as I thought about that a lot, I, I really think that a new uh, theater company in Knoxville is not going to be successful uh, long-term by getting everyone who goes to theater to come to our theater already. We need to build a culture of people of people who aren't going to theater right now who find theater relevant to their lives. Um, and so that's what I, that's uh, uh, part of the strategy of the, of the, of the donated ticket is yeah, just to get more that. people into the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So I know you're, you're the GM at Neighborhood Nerds. You're the, the founding artistic director at River and Rail. So how do you find your time, you know, how do you, how do you make time to work on both and then uh, in more so than that, how do you find time working in the company versus on the company and River and Rail specifically? Um, well, I think, you know, I, I know about this really great productivity app, app called Plate. <laughs> Sorry, that was my shameless plug for Tom. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> Plate is, by the way, my plan for taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Google uh, Google Plate and you'll you'll find out what we're talking yes. about. Um, I've been uh, I have well to be honest the, the, I I have taken day jobs uh, on purpose which allow me a certain flexibility um, to find time to, to work on the, the the theater that we do. Um, that's been the case since I graduated from. Uh, 
SMU in Dallas with my graduate degree. And that's, you know, a lot of artists do that. Um, that's, you know, people don't wait tables because they love waiting tables. <laughs> uh, there's an inerrant flexibility to that job. So yes. um, Neighborhood Nerds has enabled me to do that. Um, a little bit less now that I'm the general manager, but, but still there's a level of flexibility in hours uh, and things that allow me to do that. But make no mistake, it's just a lot of hours too. Uh, I have a, a family who loves me and, and it, it helps that my wife um, has founded the company with us. Uh, you know, so she's an enormous part of the company. Um, and uh, without without that, I think it would be uh, yeah. a whole lot more difficult. Having a team, having a yes. support, you know, that's that's huge. It changes everything. Yeah. What's a challenge or two that that you face, uh, you face along the way, either you're facing it right now or, uh, you know, something that you faced in the last year and a half of running River and Rail? Well, I mean, you hit, or you hit on the challenge. The challenge is time. And the biggest problem that River and Rail has is I don't have enough time to work on it. Um, uh, I like my day job. I, lo- I, I really enjoy what I do at Neighborhood Nerds because I, I think that the model um, that the ownership created enables me to really help people uh, solve problems, and I like that. I like helping people solve problems. Yeah. But make no mistake, uh, and the ownership of Neighborhood Nerds knows this. <laughs> my long-term vision is to be working in in the arts, uh, and I need to uh, find a way to uh, make it more possible for for me to work more hours for River and Rail Theater right. Company. So, it really that's uh, it's time. It's time. It's it's about it's about the time yeah. for well, us right now. One thing we haven't mentioned is that River and Rail is actually a nonprofit company. Yes, Correct. like like most um, uh, performing arts companies, River and Rail is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. How's um, the capital situation? Well, you know we're doing well. Uh, we have been we have been really really supported. Um, there have been so many people who've given uh, us not only their fun- of their money but of their time, um, and uh, we're going to need more of that. Uh, so where can I, if I wanted to give time or money, yes. where do I go? Well, you could go to riverandrailtheater.com. Um, uh, you could Google River and Rail Theater, and you'd also find our website. Uh, awesome. Theater spelled with an R-E. Um, this fun fact, fun fact for Let's the day. Um, a, uh, the art of theater or a theater building is spelled with an R-E, not uh, E-R like at the end. Like a movie, like a movie theater. theater. Interesting. Or, uh, yeah. There, there you have it. So, so when River and Rail Theater, R-E dot com. That's awesome. So you started uh, River in 2015. It's been almost two years, a year and a half or so. Did you ever just want to quit? Did you wake up one day and decide? Oh, yeah. I was telling you before we, uh, we went on <laughs> tape that at, at every time, we're, we're at River and Rails in pre-production right now. We'll be doing our first show this Christmas. I'm very, very and excited. the name of the show is? It's called The Unusual Tale of Mary and Joseph's Fantastic. Baby. The Christmas musical that we're doing. Um, if it's successful, we hope that this could be our, our quote-unquote Christmas carol, like the show that uh, we do every single Christmas. Uh, lots of theater companies do Christmas Carol Cranchbound, for example. Uh, it, um, um, but yeah, I think it, 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 in every production process, there's uh, the stage of despair <laughs> when when you recognize that there's not enough time or yes. money or whatever the thing is for you to accomplish the vision that you have. And, and uh, uh, I've had some moments of that over the last uh, what, weeks and months. What um, pulls you out of that mode? The stories, yeah, and the people, 
Um, listen, I, I think theater has power. I think theater has power to impact lives. If I didn't, I, would, I wouldn't be doing what we do. Um, I love that. So uh, uh, that's what that's. I think that most artists will tell you that that they that uh, theater has certainly made me a better person uh, and uh, given me a, a level an ability to empathize with other people's stories that I. And I think when you look at uh, at teenagers and theater kids, I think that generally you find that those students. Uh, who spent a lot of time in the arts, I think theater specifically, have a better ability to empathize uh, and to see um, complexity in, in, in people's stories. And um, I, mean, I think that's a big attribute. I love that. And a big reason that uh, theater has uh, relevance to our communities. The whole definition of acting is you have to put yourself in someone's shoes, right? Yeah. I mean, you literally exactly. are pretending to be something that you're not yeah. most of the time, right? Yeah. So, love that. So, what's up next for you? You've got River Rail, you've got well, We're starting rehearsal soon. Okay. Um, and uh, we're, uh, we're gonna, our tickets are going to go sale uh, late October, early November. Okay. Um, and we're going to be doing the show. And then after the show, we'll probably have... Uh, uh, some sort of a fundraising push or an effort to keep the momentum going and uh, then, then River Rail will be doing another show sometime next year hopefully uh, late spring early summer that's awesome um, uh, we'll see cool so I know River and Rail is most definitely a passion project but are you working on any other passion projects outside of work or revenue generating um, sources no, it's pretty much all consuming. Yeah. You know, with running River and Rail and the, being the general manager of Neighborhood Nerds, and then the you know the several fantasy football teams that I'm the general manager of as well. <laughs> I think if I tried to add anything else, um, uh, yeah, I would. Uh, uh, my wife would not be happy. Yeah, speaking of which, I'm four and by the way. So yeah, I know, but you, I think your team is gonna, might lose this week. No, I've got one player left, and we're tied. Oh, there so. you go. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Tom and I are in a fantasy football league. We'll, we'll check back with the Scruffy City Stories listeners uh, come January, and I promise I will come out on top. We'll have to do a uh, yeah recap. Of this story. So, uh, all right, so we're we're entering the wrap up. I'm gonna ask you a few questions, rapid fire. Awesome. And uh, you just answer them. So let's do it. So what's your personal hobbies? Uh, I'm a golfer. I'm an a addict golfer when I have the time and money. Where do you golf in Knoxville? Well, I, the, I think the most affordable place, and the, I, and it's just a just a ball to play, is uh, the Williams Creek Golf Course. The, the Wee, Wee Some course. people call it the Wee Course. Love uh, it. And by the way, the First Tee is a fa fabulous organization that everyone should know about and support. They do great things for our community. Um, but uh, yeah, I play a lot of golf at the Wee Course. There we go. How do you manage work-life balance? Um... Pinot Noir. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. I do. I, 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 I do like. Uh, I do like Pinot Noir, um, and you know, all of the wonderful um, breweries around uh, town are are, are are. I'm a big fan. Love it. But I think I think you just got to make things priorities. You got to make the the right things priorities. And sometimes that just uh, means saying no. Saying no, yeah, that's that's a skill. That's, you gotta you gotta learn it. How would someone contact you if they want to learn about River and Rail, they want to learn about neighborhood nerds, or if they just wanted to get in touch with you? Yeah, I'll give I'll give I'll give people my 
my uh, number for River Morello, direct line, uh, and that is 865-407-0727. Uh, and you can also email me at joshua at riverandraildeater.com. We uh, check out our website. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're in all the places. All the places you need to be. What's your favorite business tool that you use today? Whether it's a software or something tangible. My iPhone. I, I couldn't live without my iPhone. Right? I switched to Samsung for like three weeks, and it was like it was like I was in the darkness. <laughs> the um, I was I was uh, I was uh, marooned, shipwrecked on an island. Oh, I love that. Until I, love I that. And, until I switched back to the iPhone. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite author or influencer that you follow? Um, hmm. I listen to a, a, a really great podcast. Um, I, I love podcasts. So I love TED Talks. I listen to a lot of NPR, a lot of This American Life, Good Stories That's podcast so good. for you. Yep. Um, I also, there's a podcast that I've really enjoyed uh, called The Liturgist Podcast. And it, and, and it, it uh, um, it's really great. So they, the, the, it's, they, they approach different topics, everyday topics of, that we're dealing with here in the country from the lenses of faith, art, and science. Mm. Um, so they'll take something like um, uh, the, the racial dialogue that's going on in our country right now and try and approach and speak that through the lenses of faith, art, and science. Wow. And I think that's really interesting. Cool. That's a good listen. The liturgist. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Finally! Man, I don't know. Um, best piece of advice. We'll have to cut out this long pause when we, uh, <laughs> when we, put, when we put this on a podcast. Um, best piece of advice. Um... I, one one time, um, Amelia uh, Amelia's my wife. Amelia uh, and I broke up. We classic college story. She she uh, uh, we dated and we broke up and then we got back together. And uh, I can remember my dad telling me that he just thought that Amelia was a really good woman. Uh, and I don't know. I, I took that to heart, and that was good advice because uh, I, 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 so. I hit the lottery uh, yeah. there. I don't know. That's just what came to mind. I, uh, it was I mean, it was while we were broken up that my dad told me that. So, I love that. What advice would you give yourself? Uh, I guess two years ago, when you guys moved to Knoxville to first to settle here. That's a good question. I like that. I like that. If I could go back two and a half years, what advice would I give myself? Um, I mean, I wish. this is probably, uh, by the way, I, I think I'm, I think I'm like right on the edge of millennial, so I'm gonna call myself a millennial. I'm like, I'm like, like the oldest year that, that you ever see uh, be called m- millennials. Uh, and I think, you know, as as a as a, a millennial who wants to do a bunch of stuff in the city, if I could go back, I'd probably save just a little bit more money so I could go to more concerts and more theater and more. Um, yeah. 
Love that. Yeah. You already Save just first. a little bit more money. Yeah. So Amelia is a really good woman. <laughs> That's what we learned today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, save your money so you can enjoy the arts and the music and the theater that's going on here in Knoxville. Well, Joshua, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me, Tommy.